As we enter Lucky 13, you got to ask yourself, who are the must plays across DraftKings and Underdog? Today, we're going to find out because we're going to hand build a lineup using the advanced analytics that I swear by for Sports Info Solutions. Then we're going to look at the projections and the ownership projections and check the optimizer on Fantasy Cruncher to find out where the math is going to drive people to this weekend. Then we're going to run the Sims on Stochastic, hit an Underdog Battle Royale, and also draft a pickup slip. I'm using the same figures to count off, which is not how people count. Either way, that is going to be it. Is your fantasy football gone? for week 13 let's get into it and right away i want to address the slander and chat uh spags taking a dump after a stream with greg no i did a stochastic stream that had to run upstairs because my my idiot wife thought that our dog had died because she was sleeping and had thrown up i guess <laughs> so uh would be a terrible way for a dog to go out like chris farley uh, but either way the dog is okay she's just 13 and a half and didn't eat her food because we didn't have wet food this morning so uh, that's 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 how the house is running right now but but no morning dumps only here and then we move on and we talk football ball here shouts to the chat as always man needs no no this is now i won't let the slander happen my butthole is as pristine as ever uh but shouts to the chat as always appreciate you guys being here go birds chopped a 20 max four ways last night for 3k goat showdown content thank you appreciate that and dustin needs a good show today to get me off the tilt from last night's game hit 18 of 19 legs in the same game parlay what Dude, that's an insane parlay. That is not plus EV at all to do that, my friend. If you placed, if you won 18 out of 19 bets, you would be winning a lot more money. <laughs> I don't like, uh, I, I love you, Dustin. Dustin's a regular here, so I hope he takes uh, this as, as it's intended. But please don't do same game parlays that are 19 legs. That is an absolutely batshit insane thing to do and incredibly impressive. You hit 18 of them, but that is not the way to win money over the course of time, is what I would say. Um, all right, let's go on to this slate, Chief. What a, I'm like, um, there's a lot going on here in my brain. That was like a heart fucking palpitation running upstairs to make sure the dog's okay. And then she just wakes up and, and wants some treats. So we're, we're good. We're good. Big decision of the week to Zach Moss or not to Zach Moss. And I will say, you know, normally when I do these Friday shows, I do try to, oh, he's like, he's with a K asshole uh zach moss here um so we did run the sims on the stochastic stream right before this one i've been filling in for loft this week on the strategy show so that's why we are once again starting at 12 o'clock today um zach moss is going to come up 100 on the sim so for a single entry build now knowing that in advance i think you have to really make the decision point is zach moss a guy you want to play 100 of or is a guy you want to play zero of? i tend to currently think relative to his salary uh relative to the opportunity that his salary provides you to get in the studs to get different and also taking the lesson from a couple weeks ago where he where he ended up being a little bit over 50% owned against Carolina. What happened in that slate? A, the industry misprojected him. They had him at about 30 to 35%. Uh, B, he also is in winning lineups because of people playing him 98%. So that is a thing where you have a player 50%, you either have to go over the top or you should completely like zero this guy out or at least get like half the field, maybe cap Zach Moss at about 25%. Um, I'm currently thinking that I'm going to go with the 100% route. Uh, but again, that's what the Sims are giving you. That makes it pretty tough. For a single entry, though, I'm more inclined to go away from Zach Moss because that's going to be the way we try to get leverage on all the ownership that we're going to have Zach Moss somewhere else. So I'm going to go a different way at running back, and I do think that is going to be I think for me, it's going to be the Steelers running backs. I don't know if I want to trust Najee Harris. Last week was a pure 50-50 split. We saw Najee get 15 rushes, uh, no targets in that game. Jalen Warren had, I believe, a similar split, but with uh, more targets, less rushes. He had 13 rushes in that game, three targets, so he had one more touch uh, than Najee Harris did. I think the matchup is a little bit better for Jalen Warren, but if Pittsburgh just runs ahead, Najee Harris is going to punch in a couple touchdowns. Um, I am going to do a disgusting play here. I'm going to try to get closer to the Zach Moss price point, 
I'm playing Najee Harris at 5,200. It's going to be the first play we put in here. It's just too good of a match against Arizona. I also think Pittsburgh stacks are going to come up a little bit more with the field than they probably normally would, um, though I think probably not as much as they should. Uh, but relative to this situation, I think that Najee Harris could be the way I try to get different. Let's talk about the other running back. Um, I do think in this spot, we have some questions. Obviously, Raheem Mostert, limited participant in practice. I do think he'll go in this game. Uh, Devon Achan's supposed to be back in the mix as well. Achan priced a little bit cheaper, but frankly, not cheap enough for a guy who's been out now for basically like six weeks of the season. $6,900 salary on him. I think you got to take one of them in this build where we're not going Zach Moss. We could also go all the way up to Christian McCaffrey, so we're getting different on the price here entirely, which I don't hate. I don't hate going all the way to McCaffrey. Kamara is going to be more involved as well. Kyron Williams lurks as a very contrarian play going against Cleveland after we just saw him put up 40 fantasy points. Rashad White could potentially be another chalky one. Um, man, this is a tough call for RB2. I'm going to get weird here. Uh, a Q tag on Brees Hall, huh? All right, limited. He's probably going to go. I actually think Brees Hall is kind of an interesting play that people just aren't going to be on this week. Again, this is a single entry build where I'm trying to get different from what I'm going to do in the tournaments. So that's part of why I'm pushing this way. Brees Hall going against Atlanta. It's not the greatest match on paper, though not a bad one. I think the biggest thing that appeals to me for this spot going to Brees Hall against Atlanta is that, A, I still think even with Tim Boyle at QB, I don't think Atlanta is going to run away with this game. So for me, um, I think at this spot, Brees Hall is going to have the full runway to play a full game. And Atlanta as well, a negative 0.12 EPA per rush team. So they are pretty tough there. Pretty tough in the red zone, negative 0.27 EPA per rush. I think that Brees Hall is just a pure contrarian play who's going off the beaten path of where the salaries are going to go. So that's why for the single entry, I'm going to put Brees Hall in. I don't think he's one of the best running back plays in the slate, but I do think kind of like Bijan Robinson last week, um, if B, if like Kyron Williams didn't explode, Bijan Robinson could have been a slate winner. So Brees Hall is going to be my back and that's how it goes. Oh, here we go. All right. New member here, our guy, Go Birds. Go Birds, welcome to the family here, here on Splash Play. It's like the Olive Garden, except we don't talk about the Olive Garden. It's proud Italian-Americans here, but welcome to the family, Go Birds. Great to see your success in the showdown world. And now you know you're going to get the best info, as well as a custom emoji, a custom badges, all sorts of things here, and badges and proprietary data sheet that comes out right after this show. So welcome to the family, Go Birds. And uh, I hate that I have to say Go Birds, but Go Birds indeed. All right. Let's keep it going here. And of course, hit the join button down below, $49 a month. You help me put on the show, and you also get to be part of great people, like all the names and chat that you're seeing, and now Go Birds as well. So please support Splash, hit that join button, and of course, subscribe down below. We are now less than 20 away from 3K subs, so let's get it, guys. Let's get it. Trust the process, says Sammy. I indeed, let's trust that process. All right. Wide receivers. What else can we do at wide receiver? I do worry about the Tyreek Hill of it all this week, 9,600. I worry about not playing him because I think at that price tag, I've mentioned it on a few shows this week, but harkens back to Cooper Cup a couple years ago where Cooper Cup was priced at 10K pretty regularly. That was a time period where Cooper Cup also, uh, who else, uh, Christian McCaffrey priced there quite often. And those guys were hitting it week after week, week after week. Uh, Cooper Cup, though, was more of like a 10 to 15 targets guy, 100, 150 yards guy, one touchdown guy. Tyree Kill, though, could go for 200 yards in the spot against Washington. And that's the part that I worry about with him. Um, for Tyreek, I think for a single entry, it would be kind of appealing to go to a Jalen Waddle, try to get leverage on Tyreek. But I just don't know the ceiling is going to be as high. And I do have just generalized fears. If Tyreek puts up 40, you're dead on the slate, especially if Keenan Allen doesn't go and give you a shot to get that 40 somewhere else. So I think Tyreek is going to be the play I go to at wide receiver here. He is chalky, uh, but we are going to be, I think, a little bit less owned here because of Najee Harris, because of Reese Hall. That is what we're going to try to do. And yeah, hard to pay up for Tyreek, but also hard not to play him. I think that's a good way to sum it up. But I am terrified of him putting up a monster day because if he's going to do it. Like the commanders is our most prime spot to do it. 
Also, you can see all the member chats coming in. Uh, Big Mama, big squirts as the load gets bigger. Thank you. Many ropes to squirt. I am glad that this is what our, me our member chats have come down to here. But shout out to you guys here, of course. Some of our longest standing members, five months for both of these guys as well. So I appreciate you guys being here and doing that. And the hats get alone is worth a monthly fee. Yes, if you do it on stream, if you sign up on stream, I do have to do that performance every time. So whenever you want to see me feeling comfortable embarrassing my people with a stereotype, uh, you can hit that join button down below and get there. QB. So QB's got a lot of ways to go. I do like attacking Denver once again, especially the more that I hear on other content that I do that people really think Denver's defense is good now because they are like, you know, you guys know this is a pain point for me. Denver's defense is probably the luckiest defense in the history of defense. This is how I feel about it in terms of how it's run out the last five weeks where they are historically bad defense for the first part of the season. Then with that Green Bay game on, they have been getting bounced pass after bounced pass after bounced pass. Fucking bullshit plays going against them that they keep turning into turnovers, keep getting lucky with. I don't think that's luck. I think we saw it really clearly spelled out last night. Deron Bland, a guy that people were really hyping, and, and he has been a good cover corner, but um, people were saying he should be defensive player of the year because he's gotten these takeaways that have turned into pick sixes. And then what happens? He goes against a grown-ass man like DK Metcalf and man defense, and he gets annihilated, which I also have to apologize in yesterday's video too. Um, I didn't say Say it in the video because I just missed it when I was going over the data and jumping from stream to stream. Uh, part of the reason that DK Metcalf went nuts is that Cowboys play man D at a league high 40% rate. DK Metcalf gets targeted 43% of the time against man. Um, I highlighted the DFS reasons to play DK Metcalf. I did not highlight the data reasons. So I always feel bad when that happens in content. So that's something to point out as well. The point being, Deron Bland is an example here. What happens when, when luck meets skill? I think with luck here of Denver's defense being the skill of Houston's offense, I think it's a dangerous combo to hit for a ceiling outcome here. And CJ Stroud as well. Again, I ran the Sims doing the stochastic stream right before this one. Um, I know that Stroud's not coming up a lot. So if people are going to be pushed towards Kenny Pickett, I think Pickett's a fine play in a multi-entry set. I'm actually going to play some Kenny Pickett. I think Stroud's going to be under own, and we know what the ceiling is. We also know that Denver's soft, and this game is not at Denver as well. So we are getting Houston at home. I think it's a good one. Who are going to pair with him, though? Uh, Tank Dell, we know has been really good. Tank Dell also getting some Miami Dolphins-style usage, um, including last week that touchdown. I got called back. CJ Stroud, it was an illegal motion, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think that was what it was. But Tank Dell, basically a Tyreek motion, gets outside, gets 50 yards downfield. CJ Stroud hits him with a strike and has it basically be the 55-yard completion, I believe is what it would have been. Tank Dell's a monster, and I think playing Tank and Tyreek, A, it just looks right. T. Hill, T. Hill, T. Dell looks great. Um, but also, I do think that it's hard for me to not put Dell in a lineup. That said, we are getting pretty close price-wise, so we're going to have to save some money here and get a little bit different. Um, who else can we get different with? Do I want to really want to do two pay down guys? That's where we are, which doesn't feel the best. So a couple pay down guys I think are in good spots this week. I like A.T. Perry. Um, A.T. Perry is a guy that we've talked about uh, going back to the rookie videos in the beginning of the year, looking at the data. He's one of very few outside receivers in this rookie class who actually look good. Perry also should be seeing increased opportunity. It seems like Rashid Shahid's not going to go. Michael Thomas is definitely going to be out. Uh, Chris Olave, it does seem like, will be in from the concussion protocol, but it's possible that Olave plays and is maybe not full, I don't know, not all the way there, I guess would be the thing. Um, very weird how that changed the concussion protocol by the course of the year as well. I think that A.T. Perry in the spot at 3,300 is actually kind of an interesting play. Um, I'm going to go to him in this build. Again, not a play that I'm saying you need to play a lot of. I certainly think in the spot, though, New Orleans should play aggressively on offense because Detroit, for whatever flaws they've had over the last few weeks, Detroit is a team that's going to put up a lot of points. And I think we saw it again last night with Seattle, where Seattle knew that they had to come out really slinging it to have a shot to keep up with Dallas's offense over the crush of an entire four quarters. 
for New Orleans as well. I think you have to really get ahead of Detroit's defense and Detroit's offense as well to really uh, have a shot to compete over four quarters. So an AT Perry, I think, is in play. I do think that, again, for me, this is a really contrarian single entry. But I've been building pretty chalk single entry sometimes on stream, so I'm trying to get different. That's why I'm putting AT Perry in here. We do want to have a double for CJ Stroud. And I think at tight end, it is a dog shit week at tight end. George Kittle's kind of interesting going against Philly. Um, I don't think we'd be able to afford him without really paying down um, at the position or at the flex position and the defense moving forward. Sam Laporta, another play as well that is reasonably priced, has some upside. The guy that I most treat, Taysom Hill, by the way, his price tag is really tough to get to. Um, we have him in best ball. I feel good about that. I don't think I want to play him in DFS. Dalton Schultz, though, the amount of Q tags is preposterous. Dalton Schultz, uh, sideline to practice. I presume he will go. If he doesn't go, I'll tweak this lineup. But I think for right now, Dalton Schultz is leveraging against Nico Collins, who had the big game last week. Tank Dell is still the alpha receiver in Houston, so that's why I'm going to him here. Uh, but you can see the Q tags on my line for building up. But Dalton Schultz, I think, is a very strong play on a week where people are legitimately going to be playing Durham Smythe. They're going to play Trey McBride. They're going to be playing a lot of guys. Schultz at least gets you part of a high-octane pass attack that we know can have big upside. So uh, watch Schultz's status heading into the weekend, but I think for this build, he's going to be my play. Let's get a cheap defense here because I need to save a little bit of money because I legit, I'm going to have to downgrade on something here, which doesn't make me feel fantastic. Um, we're so contrarian at this point. Like this is a really contrarian lineup. I think, I think I'm going to pivot back on everything I've said. Uh, I'm just going to play Zach Moss here because I have to free up salary. And this is how, by the way, this is why you just play 100% Zach Moss because it's going to make your life easier ultimately. And if he bombs out, it is what it is. Um, I think for the Millie Maker, I will probably put in 50-50 with Zach Moss. But that's just like a half measure. I, I have to really think about it over the weekend. Uh, but it is a very interesting tournament play with Zach Moss because um, it's hard to get in the players you want to get in. Like, I didn't even have Christian McCaffrey or anything in this lineup. But having an expensive QB, having Tyree Kill and Tank, uh, to make it a little bit untenable. So we're going to go this way. And I'm going to put in my flex first. I think Rondale Moore is an interesting flex play this week. Um, Arizona seemingly going the wrong direction in a lot of ways. A lot of guys on the injury report this week, which is sometimes a harbinger of just this becoming a situation where uh, we do have a team that's going to be tanking. Uh, so I think for Rondale Moore, two things working in his favor, that and also the fact that Pittsburgh blitzes at a high rate. Uh, when a blitz uh, team blitzes at a high rate, how do you attack that? You do uh, throw the ball into the spot where the blitz was coming from. So that rewards low ADOT guys. The rewards tight ends to a certain extent, but it should reward a low ADOT slot guy the most. So I think Rondale Moore will be our pick, and I will I will hit this primetime KG in a moment. Uh, but let's hit the DST. DST. We did just come off Brees Hall. I think we can go to Falcons D here then. Um, again, I still think it's a pretty good spot for the Jets or for Brees Hall in particular against Atlanta because Atlanta's just not a team that's going to run away with a game. Uh, but Falcons D, we didn't play Brees. is going to be the move. So this is my final team. This is one of the weirder single entry teams I've built, but we still have a QB plus two. Uh, no bring back because I just don't want to do a bring back and then you don't really have to. Uh, Stroud, Najee Harris, Zach Moss, Tyree Kill, Tank Dell, A.T. Perry, Dalton Schultz, Rondale Moore, Falcons. I'm probably paying down a little bit too much, but I do think both these guys are pretty solid roles for at least this week. Um, so this is going to be what I put in into the huddle with 10K to first place. And primetime KG in here, a man who's DM'd me many times, now finally a member. Welcome to the family, primetime KG. I know you're dabbling more in the underdog streets, I believe, from based on what I've seen and limited passes by on social media. But welcome to the family here, talking DraftKings, talking underdog here, and it's primetime when you're here, baby. So welcome to primetime. You're the only coach prime for me, uh, KG. Welcome to the family. Thank you for being here. And thank you for feeling bad for missing streams. I will take money for people feeling bad every single day all right let's keep it going here projections <laughs> flacco to elijah moore a weak winner all right 
possible. Flacco does love to sling it. We do know that. We're going to look at the projections next, then the ownership projection. We'll see where it seems like I'm wrong based on what I built. Uh, we're loading up the fresh ones here, though it seems like the last update was 17 hours ago, so they're not that fresh, but fresh enough. Uh, obviously going to move around a lot over the course of a weekend, so keep that in mind. Top projected guys for the main slate right now, Tyree Kill, 24.01, has a pretty good gap between him and the cheaper Christian McCaffrey, though both guys I think will come up a little bit in Optimizer, we'll find out in a moment in Fantasy Cruncher. Tua, number three at a 22.3 projection, that feels lofty a little bit because we know Tua doesn't run, Tua doesn't necessarily have the huge upside uh, with that, but obviously if he's getting there you're going to pair him with Tyreek you're going to pair him with Waddle um if you are playing Tua like I would make sure to get in a QB plus two I think at a minimum if not a QB plus three uh just because of the fact like for Tua to hit this outcome it has to be through the air it has to be through creating outlier days for multiple guys uh so that's where two I think is going to fall in for me on the slate but obviously he's really highly projected for a good reason here with that team total being uh, just shy of 30 points against Washington Jalen Hurts is number four. Uh, CJ Stroud is number five. I think much like last week where we talked about a lot of the field going to go to Josh Allen, a lot of the field going to go to Jalen Hurts. They're probably not going to go to Patrick Mahomes very much. Mahomes didn't pay off in that spot because he was going against two running QBs. But it does seem like relative to salaries, I think CJ Stroud kind of ends up a forgotten man relative to these projections. So um, will he be a forgotten man by tournament players? I'm not sure because it does seem like the general public loves Houston stacks, loves stacking up Tank Dell. He was 30% owned last week, but nobody around the industry had him over 20. Um, so I think I might be underrating how much people love Stroud, but I do think the casuals are afraid of, of Denver's defense, and I don't think they should be. So that's why I'm willing to go. Stroud is my QB. Top value plays in the week. Best value played in the slate, and he's got 17.8 as his projection, is Zach Moss. You just don't find a projection like this that often. That said, the NFL is not NBA, and the NBA could cram in a 3K guy, and if he gives you like 15, 20 fantasy points, you could still get there off the strength of the other positions and what that allowed you to pay. In the NFL, if Zach Moss puts up 15 and other running backs put up 30, 40, you are absolutely screwed. So that is the thing to keep in mind with Zach Moss. Um, that said, this value is really hard to ignore. Um, he is a top value play in the slate by a pretty wide margin. Kenny Pickett, number two, he's going to pop up in some Sims and Optimizer, I'm sure. Uh, Gardner Minshew as well coming in too. Uh, Russell Wilson at number four. Rashad White at number five. Dalton Schultz missing practice again today. It's not good. He is a vet though, so we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable having him in my lineup for now, but I would say absolutely again. As I always say in the stream, data moves around. I'm recording this right now, 12-24 on a Friday. Um, by the time we get to Sunday, there could be a lot of guys rolled in, a lot of guys rolled out, so make sure to pay attention to that. But I still would say like, if you get Schultz out, it only decreases the target concentration for Houston. So obviously I would move in that huddle entry. I would move to another player um, at tight end, but I would say that like, it does make it better for Nico. It does make it better for Noah Brown. It does make it better for Tank Dell. And Noah Brown, it seems like, should be back in based on the practice reports I've seen this week. Ownership. Let's look at the ownership here. Zach Moss projected for 37.8%. If I had to guess, I think he gets closer to 50 flat, if not 55 to 60. Um, it's going to be a very tough decision point. I'm also going to try to play with the Sims a little bit later on uh, for my process to see like what happens when Moss 60%. Does that change the overall uh, configuration of what the Sims are going to give us? But He's a chalk play. It's a tough match against Tennessee, but uh, last week uh, we did see people not want to play. The casuals didn't want to play Jonathan Taylor against Tampa Bay because of what that historical matchup against Tampa Bay has meant. Taylor gets there on the strength of the two touchdowns. The roles of running back for Indianapolis is too good, especially without a backup running back coming for touches. So uh, for Zach Moss, I think there's a lot of merit to go against Tennessee, even though I do think the field, like there's a shot that he might end up closer to like 45% just because people don't want to attack Tennessee's run defense. That is one thing that has a little bit of variability here. 
It's basically needing to lock Moss or fade, no in between. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's 0 100 really for Zach Moss. And I think zero one zero has a lot of merit. It's just you don't see a running back with this projection of 4,600 anymore. Like it used to get it all the time. Like um a couple years ago, I feel like it was uh who was that guy who caught all the pat was it fuck? You're somebody's gonna remember the backup running back for the uh for the Steelers who like had 20 targets a game at one point who was not Najee Harris. Um I feel like his name was Edmonds or something. Somebody's going to know, but like this hasn't happened in a while where we've had this kind of situation where a guy's just not priced properly because usually DraftKings now, the algorithm for both DraftKings and FanDuel does catch up with these guys more. Um, for some reason, this one completely missed it. So uh, yeah, this week it's a completely different spot, but um, oh, it was the other Warren, right? Uh, Ty, not Ty Warren? What the fuck is his name? No, it's not. Somebody's going to come up with it. It's not Chase Edmonds either. Um, Christian McCaffrey though, number two at 29%. Rashad White, yeah, am I just gonna have to look up this Pittsburgh running back? Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh running back. 20 targets. Was not Jalen Warren. Fuck, man. This is this is gonna be one of those things that really bothers me, and this is gonna completely distract from the stream and ruin the rewatchability. Uh hmm. Steelers football. Jalen Samuel! Yes! Jalen Samuel is it. Laces out wins the prize. If I give away free membership laces out, I would. Thank God for saving us some time. Jalen Samuel was it. Yes. Uh, basically was like a 4K price guy. Uh, he was the only running back left for Pittsburgh. Had shown some flashes as well. And that was a week where like everybody in DFS who knew anything, who was like affiliated with any sort of projections out there, played, Jay, uh, played Jalen Samuel so much. And um, it was a spot where like he actually paid off just because like you couldn't get that opportunity anywhere else. That's what Zach Moss is this week. It's like, you just don't get opportunities like that that well. But yes, that is that was a little bit of an esoteric one, but Laces Out, there's a lot of credit for this one. And, uh, and also, hopefully, uh, doesn't have his rivalry with Ace Ventura still going. Uh, Rashad White at number three, Tyreek Hill number four, Javante Williams number five. All these guys project to be around 20% or more. Um, so that's what the chalk looks like. I do not agree with this Javante Williams one at all. Um, again, Houston to me, 25.5 point implied total for Houston. Uh, I just don't think Denver does what they've done recently. If this, if they do what they've done recently, I'll have to consider what I've said about Denver. But I guarantee you, I'll be watching this whole game. If Denver somehow luck boxes turnovers again, you're going to hear me right back next week saying, fucking Denver did it again. <laughs> but for right now, I really just do not have faith in Denver in this defense. The projections like Pickens or Deontay Moore, just curious. Uh, we can look at that fast. Pickens is at 12.09. Deontay 11.6. So Pickens by a little bit. All right. Uh, nothing else ownership wise that we need to hit on here. Uh, low owned guys. I don't know. Here's the low owned guys that are currently projected by stochastic uh, Pickens at 10% Logan Thomas, 10% everybody else on the screen. If you do like Elijah Moore, there you go. He's under 10% as well. Ford under 10% Cleveland overall seeming a little bit under projected or under ownership projected rather. Um, but Cleveland, I think has some opportunity against the Rams. We will see how that game goes. Definitely could be an improvement for Flacco or it could just be, he's got nothing left. Um, but let's look at the Fantasy Cruncher Optimizer here. Of course, it never stays loaded because we have to earn it every single day uh, here on Splash Play. Let's get the projections in here, too, to make sure I have the stochastic ones. And let's run this optimizer. And, of course, the optimizer is not going to tell us exactly what the field's going to play, but it is going to tell us where the math pushes people towards based off of projections at stochastic that a large portion of the industry uses, whether it be straight away. And also, just frankly, you know, fantasy projections are pretty similar across the industry. That's normally how it goes. All right, 25, my projections. Let's do it. It does make me earn it. 
I like Fantasy Cruncher. Fantasy Cruncher is a great product. It's just with the sim world now, you just don't need it as much. But I do think it's an important part of the process just to get the pure math of it all. Um, so we're getting 100% Zach Moss and 100% Rashad White. So let's harken back to the showdown videos. What does that tell us? Uh, don't play one of these guys. Again, that held true last night where Charbonnet was, I believe, at 96% when we ran the, uh, the optimizer on the show. After the show, he ended up being 100% alongside CeeDee Lamb. So you don't play then one of CeeDee Lamb, one of Charbonnet. Charbonnet, despite his great game, didn't actually end up in the winning lineup. So uh, for this week, it does feel like for just the main slate, uh, you probably want to play or want to fade one of Zach Moss and Rashad White. And if I had to choose one, I think it'd be Zach Moss. But the tournament play of it would then be you fade Zach Moss and you take Rashad White a lot. But um, nobody else coming up 100%. A lot of Tyreek, a lot of McCaffrey. So it seems like what the math is pushing you towards. Yeah, these are a lot of lineups with Tyreek and McCaffrey. Um, stars and studs, or stars and scrubs, rather, excuse me, are going to be the... Uh, the approach that we get to here, so many Tyreeks and McCaffrey, then you're using Elijah Moore, Judy, Rashad White, cheap QB to be able to get there. So right away, if you do have more of a balanced lineup, if you have more like guys under 8K, no players above 8K, um, that's one way to get different from the field right away because it does seem like the projections are going to push people a lot uh, towards just Hill and McCaffrey straight away. Uh, team stacks, we're getting three or more Colts and two out of 25, so that doesn't really matter. Um, you are getting two Colts at least in half the 25 lineup, so that does mean you are probably going to see a lot of Zach Moss. Uh, we're actually getting Kylan Granson in as well. Are we getting Pittman in at all? Or a little bit of Pittman. Yes, you're getting a lot of downs, Granson, and Pittman together along with Zach Moss. So the way to get different on that one would be to include a Gardner Minshew, but that's coming up a little bit naturally. Um I think these are the main takeaways here is that a lot of the field is going to be playing Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey, and a lot of the field is going to have two Colts in there to accomplish that, along with various other cheap guys. So your way to get different is going to be to add more of those cheap guys, stack up more of, let's say, a Pittsburgh, who we are getting a lot of Kenny Pickett here, 68% Kenny Pickett in these 25 lineups. Um, yeah, I think it would be then stack up Pickett more. If you are playing a cheap QB, stack them up more, or just don't play Tyreek and McCaffrey as your expensive guys. Or as the third option, just go cheaper and get away from the $9,000 and more tier because a lot of lineups are going to have guys $9,000 and more this week. But let's run the Sims up next. Of course, the Stochastic Sims are going to tell us once I log in once again. It's going to tell us here it's going to make 10,000 lineups and have those 10,000 lineups compete against each other 40,000 times. And of course, the Sims aren't necessarily gospel. What they are is a reflection about what's going to win you more money, what's going to lose you more money. But of course, they are a tool that a lot of people are using. So sometimes you can use the Sims to figure out what other people are going to play and then try to find other highly optimized, highly ROI lineups uh, to get in there for yourself. So that is what the process looks like. While it is loading, though, if you guys are enjoying the show or even if you just want to support here, an independent creator doing what I could do, subscribe down below, hit the like button, leave a comment we are legit less than 20 subs away from hitting 3k and that was a goal that i had for end of year and we could hit it right now in december you hit that like button and subscribe down below so please if you are a regular here or even if you're not smash the like button it helps out me to get seen by more people and subscribe down below because that also just helps us hit the goal that we've had which has been going on for a while and i could finally then harass pete to do a show for free here on splash play so that's because he does he owes us that he does but we'll see uh, I, I will put in the ass though, the second we get to 3K. And also, uh, we are getting close to best ball playoffs. So if you guys remember last year, uh, my giveaway is going back again this year too. So if you really want to get early for the potential giveaway, I'm going to give away uh, some potential bankrolling for BBM5 next year. 
um, if I do win a Millie Maker or BBM this year. So and that will only go one of those will one of those golden tickets, so to speak, will be going to a subscriber who was here before 3K subs. I promise you that. That's going to be the approach. So uh, of course, I need to actually win the best ball tournaments in five weeks. So come back then. But I would say get ahead of it and subscribe now and get in the mix because that is going to be how that giveaway goes. Let's simulate these lineups. Uh, what is the prize pool going to first? I always forget this because they move it around every week. I presume it's going to be 30% or more. Uh, prize pool is, yeah, okay. So prize pool is just shy of 3K, so it is more than 30%. So let's put that in as our percentage to first. And let's run the sim here and see what we get. And I will check the chat in the meantime. That's why I would say win or lose, I don't care. I fucking love this shit. I do too. If you would love this shit, just here, just do the process with me on Splash Play. But I think the process is the most fun, the most fun part of DFS. Like whether it be the in January part looking at rookies, I was actually watching back my QB video to make sure that I said the things I thought I did. It turns out I was even more bullish on CJ Stroud in that video than I thought I was in hindsight. Um, so that was definitely a good sign to see. But um, I think if you followed Splash Play from January this year, I think you've landed on a lot of takes and a lot of analysis that has hopefully helped you make better decisions. I know I hear from you guys enough, but um, that's my selling point to people who are new out there that I show the work every day I can here on Splash Play. That's what the goal has always been uh, as I've been doing more and more content here. So that's always gonna be the goal moving forward. Um, will it always win? No, but we'll use the best data we can and we'll try to get the game theory and talk about all of it as we go. That's the process here on Splash Play, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. And we should be back to 11 a.m. every day next week. Uh, once uh, Lofty is back, I think he'll be back next week. We'll find out. Ready for two of doubles with HN to explode? I hope you're right. Um, I hope you're right. I'll be right for best ball's sake, if nothing else. But I need HN to get some big weeks down the home stretch. I did have some positive movements on my best ball portfolio yesterday, especially on DraftKings. That that DK Metcalf day. I know this was the thing that Pete and I disagreed about during uh, best ball season. That's why you draft DK Metcalf, guys. <laughs> what he did yesterday is why you do it. Is that enough to dig out of the kind of mediocrity he's had all year? I don't know. But that 40-point day, oof, beautiful day for DK Metcalf. All right, top ROI lineups. Let's look at them. Number one in ROI right now is this one, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall. Fuck. I took him out of my lineup, but Brees Hall in the top ROI lineup. Zach Moss, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Jerry Judy, Trey McBride, Rashad White, Buccaneers is number one overall. Uh, getting some Stafford in here, some Gardner Minshew in here. Interesting to see. Overall exposures for the stacks. Let's look at the QBs. Let's do it this way. Uh, player, no. Position contains. QB exposures, according to the Sims. Gardner Minshew is the highest exposed QB. I am surprised to see that 21% for him. Uh, Minshew, I did feel like was a strong play last week. Again, watching that game, it felt like with what the run game's involvement was. And that was a game where Minshew threw in a touchdown as well, or ran in a touchdown rather as well. Um, Minshew really didn't have enough of a ceiling in that spot. Maybe he has it more against Tennessee pass defense. That's at least as bad as Tampa Bay's. But that's a lot of Minshew coming up. And I don't know that I feel that confident in it. Pickett, I kind of would prefer more going against Arizona. He's coming up 15% of the time, though. Uh, Pickett, I think he, the field will not play Pickett as much as he should be played. That's because historically that he hasn't had that ceiling. So that's how I feel about Pickett. Um, I think that this 15% would feel okay by me, uh, but certainly could be a little bit more. Uh, Tua, 13%. Brock Purdy, 11%. Derek Hart, 9 and then we are getting less Russ. I think there's going to be a lot of talk about Russ this week. I think it is a good game environment for Russ going against Houston because I do expect Houston to put up points. Uh, but Russ coming up not very much. And CJ Stroud all the way down here. I think that, man, when you combine what 
that Stroud's not going to occur naturally with projections. And also that people just think that Denver's defense is good. Now I've heard it. I hear it every single fucking video. People tell me, no, they're good. Like they don't, they haven't given up 30 points in a while. Like that's what people say. And they are wrong. Denver's defense is not good. They are the luckiest defense that if you actually watch the games and I hate being like, watch the games. Like I'm not that guy that said, like people really think that because of the results that Denver is a good defense and they are not. If, I think this is where it ends. I think this is where it ends for Denver is this week. Uh, but we'll find out. But Stroud at 2%. I do love that. Uh, they do have DTR in the projections instead of Joe Flacco. I presume this is the amount of Flacco you get. And no Herbert. Um, not a great matchup for Herbert or anything, but I don't think it's like a bad one going against New England. New England is pretty soft now. 0.02 EPA per dropback allowed. 0.02 EPA per pass. 75% uh, completion rate allowed on throws of twenty uh, less than 20 air yards. So like... Herbert, uh, not my guy or anything, but I do think that Herbert is a little bit undervalued here. Denver's not good. They are six and five. I mean, they've been better than they probably should be, but I think that they are the ultimate, like, variance is coming the other way, I think, back for them. But, you know, look, the results are the results. But, it, again, if you watch the games, like, they're getting these turnovers. The turnovers are always luck-based plays, but also, like, they're getting turnovers where it's not even them deflecting the ball. It's a turnover where it's, like, hitting the receiver in the hands and it bounces up and one of their guys gets it, which is being opportunistic for sure, but it doesn't mean being a good defense. Pressure is being a good defense. Low completion rates is being good defense. Denver is not any of those things, and it's just insane. Um, all right. Anything else to note here? Uh, other high exposure players we are getting overall. Our highest exposure player is going to be Zach Moss at 99%. Rashad White at 71%. So this is a chalky duo. Once again, the Sims are saying that they are the running backs you should play this week. I really do think you're going to get a little more mileage fading one of them. Um, at least, you know, unless you have really unique things around it. Like if you're going to play Moss and White, you better be playing like a low-owned stack with it. Like you're playing a Stroud kind of stack with it. Um, assuming that Stroud's going to be owned like the field thinks or like Stochastic thinks he's going to be owned. Um yeah, I, I'm, I'm. This is like pretty straightforward. It's going to be Moss and White everywhere, and then also a lot of Falcons D as well. Um, so those are the three things that I'd really expect the field to be playing a lot of. And then you pair that with what we just talked about with some of the uh, optimizer stuff. So um, I think there's a pretty obvious approach the field's going to have. How you get different is going to be your choice. Again, if you really want to go for the gusto, I think it'd be zero. It would honestly the gusto based on what we're seeing would be zero percent Moss and zero percent White, and just let the field's running max beat them, and that's possible but you're not going to project nearly as well. It's kind of the sticky point there. All right, let's go to underdog next. Um, let's keep the, the time moving here because I've been probably laboring a little bit more. Battle Royale time prize pool this week is once again 30K. Let's get it in. Hopefully it knows my location. Is not going to do the bullshit that it normally does here? All right, we are in. So let's pull up. The underdog promo code of course the underdog promo marches on use promo code splash to save yourself or deposit match yourself up to 100 on there you also get a free pick em slip um a free mystery pick em rather if you do sign up there as a new sign up so check it out at underdog of course they've been a great sponsor of the show for a while now hopefully it'll be a greater sponsor in 2024 we'll find out uh but of course the best site to play on a lot of fun to play on there um and even though i certainly advocate playing on DraftKings for best ball playing on drafters for best ball uh for underdog we know what they do uh, a lot of great people over there and uh, lots of fun, even though they're limiting people now. So I gotta gotta be real about it. As we talk about it here, everything here earnestly, uh, limiting people is not what I want to see from underdog. But that's uh, did see our pal Easy or a friend of the show of of, of the show, <laughs> Easy. Uh, they get limited on there. So watch out if you are if you have been making a killing on underdog. Didn't even mean to get in your lobby. Good news, you're in. Wait, which one are you, KG? Oh, KG makes makes us quit. Makes you quit. Okay, got it. For a second, I was like, KG makes us squirt. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad you're keeping the branding on Underdog as well. 
Uh, but how do we attack this battle royale this week? We're going to see some high ADP guys. Tyreek is going to be well gone by the time we get there. We're kind of inherently going to have to build a contrarian. Um, I also have seen on Twitter that Keenan Allen falls a lot in drafts lately. Of course, I only do the one battle royale draft a week uh, here on stream because I just don't have the time to do a lot more. Um, but this is what we're doing on here. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my name so much. I mean, they do occasionally allow people to change their names on underdog. So you can ask, but uh, you know, look, you, you made the choice you made. <laughs> I will tell you guys a funny anecdote today though. Um, I woke up this morning to find out that I was suspended on Facebook and Instagram. I was like, why? And I saw that in the email, it said human exploitation. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, Cause I thought that meant like, you know, like the bad things, human exploitation. Then I was like, wait a minute. Are they talking about like me liking probably stories? I've been doing the probably videos. Of course on YouTube here, I'll be doing it after this video, doing NFL bets at probably app on YouTube, but also been doing them for Instagram and TikTok. And then of course I go on my personal account and then like the video. And I thought it meant like human exploitation of like the algorithm and no, they meant actual human exploitation because I guess a, a Facebook page that acquired my old site guyism um had posted something about hookers and then they suspended my account and i was like what the fuck so it's been a really a weird day between the dog not being dead <laughs> and this but we move forward aj brown here i think aj brown's an interesting play aj brown against san francisco i do think that aj brown's role has changed a little bit with how this has gone with Devonte smith being in the mix i also thought we'd be able to get keenan allen back because again i've seen keenan allen apparently goes in the fourth and fifth round but but not for t-box who just took keenan allen straight away how else do we want to attack this one? I still do love Houston. You could make the case, honestly, I should have taken Waddle and Tank. I do like that one a little bit more, but I'm going to go to Tank here. I know it's just a Tank again this week, um, and if we do see Schultz get out, Tank's role gets a little bit better, so um, that's how I'm feeling about that one. Again, the, the takes don't change here no matter what the platform is. I think Houston puts it down on Denver. That is what I'm going to be uh, dying on as a hill this week, but obviously the safest play is like stacking up uh, Miami against Washington. Um Niners come up a lot. I kind of think that game could skew a little bit more defensively. I know that the Eagles defense, the secondary in particular, has not been that great lately. Um, but I feel like if I had to rank games this week, Miami's the easy number one. Uh, I think Houston, Denver, and the Houston side of that in particular is the number two. And then my number three would be, I think, uh, would probably be the Niners side going against Philly. But I think that game could, it wouldn't shock me if that game is like 2017, would be my guess. But we'll find out. No dead dog. Hookers making their way to Panu. What a day. Yeah. That's an average Friday in the world of SPAC. But it was really one of those where it's like, like, as I never go on Facebook anymore. I, I use Instagram, but like, I never go on Facebook. I was like, what the fuck is this? So, really, not the thing you want to wake up to see ever. But uh, it is what it is. It's an interesting 24 hours. Last night was the sweat of all sweats, by the way, because it legitimately, so JSN, that touchdown got taken away. I was really hoping that Seattle would make a run at the end that included JSN. Uh, because I, if he had caught basically one touchdown, he would have bumped me up into first place. I think it would have been like a 15 way tie uh, with my JSN captain lineup, but I was the first time I've been like that close in a few weeks. So it felt good to be uh, for the process to be working the way it wants to, but, um, but JSN did not get there, uh, which sucks. Just sucks. Stroud? Why is this fucker taking Stroud? Oh, what a fucking dildo. God, I hate fucking underdog. <laughs> I know we speak flowery about it, but why? Why, like... Oh, he's gonna backdoor something, but you already have Brown and Waddle. So stupid. Uh, yes, I will grab it in a moment and put it in here. Uh, all right, what the fuck do we do? How do we salvage this? Because now this is like a busto fucking team to me. Oh, let's go backdoor Laporta. It's a dog shit tight end week. And Laporta is one of few tight ends that have a real upside. So um, that is what that's going to be for me. Let me pull up probably youtube.com slash app, probably app. 
think this is the URL. Oops. All right. Here's the link to probably, again, we'll be doing the NFL best video, uh, best bets video coming up after this one. And the clock is ticking, and we're going to take Raheem Mostert here to get a part of Miami and hope that he is the thing that scores touchdowns. I personally would prefer it be Devon A. Chan, but here's where we are. Oh, this team is fucking stupid now, though. I'm going to have to take a New Orleans bring back, I would guess. But Kamara's gone. Might be able to get Olave late because of the concussion stuff, so that could be okay. Was that a bad user under underdog that sniped me? Yes, it is. It's Crash Rich here, who has now made a powerful enemy in here. I do feel like Battle Royale, I'm shocked to see that, because, like, you never see that kind of thing happen on underdog Battle Royales, for me at least. Like, I feel like the sniping is, like, never really a factor, so I'm a little bit jarred to see that here, but fuck them. <laughs> Oh, uh, Schultz got a doubtful tag now. All right, well, I have to modify that lineup <laughs> in real time. Crash Rich is an OG. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not one of these people that, like, worships at the altar of people on Underdog, to be honest. But there's also just a lot of people that auto-draft Underdog now, which I think, you know, that's how DFS works. Um, as DFS sites get bigger, people want to max out every tournament. That's now where Underdog is. Um, but I personally, like, if I'm being real with you guys and, you know, uh, close your ears <laughs> if you are uh, one of our friends at Underdog. I, Underdog, to me, like, I'm just a little bit less into it uh, in season and in general lately. I just think that it's kind of a platform that's moving beneath my feet uh, for some of the stuff. But for best ball, it's hard to argue it. Um, but, you know, like, I, just, I haven't loved a lot of the decisions they've made as a company either. And I think sometimes stuff like this happens and it's like, I don't know. I don't worship at the altar of people just because they've been on Underdog for a long time. I know that's like, that's the bad pros thing, which I love them, but eh, it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Feed the Freezer also got on my enemy list as well. So that happens. Draft a shit ton. Yeah, backdoor Noah Brown. Sure. I don't, like, I don't really care. Like people could draft whatever they want. It's just, it just makes it less enjoyable, but it is what it is. And it's also something just to be mindful of as well. If you're in there and you're, you're like me and just popping in a handful of underdog drafts, like I don't see a single person I know who puts in volume, who's putting in less than 50 uh, battle royales in a given week. So, um, you do have to kind of keep that in mind. I, I actually might snipe something from this guy. I guess, no, uh, KG took Nico to snipe it away from him. So I guess Crash Rich is going to have an unstacked CJ Stroud. So fuck him. <laughs> All right. What do we do here? What do we do here? We have Jared Goff as an option at QB, but I think all these guys, no, these guys all don't have a QB yet. Hmm. Let's just say Goff now and let me think about what I could do for a, a next pick and let's try to scroll down a little bit get off the beaten path. Uh, let's see. Who is going to be the last pick here? I would like to take a running back if I can. Najee can get there. Brees Hall, as we've talked about, can get there. I didn't get Brees Hall in another build. I don't know that I want to bring back here because we don't have Kamara. Oh, boy. All right, let's go, Brees. I was really looking at Najee hard. I do think Najee as a pure touchdown play is very live this week. Um, but Brees Hall is a better player, and I'm going to go with the better player here. So my final team will be Jared Goff, Raheem Mostert, Brees Hall, A.J. Brown, Tank Dell, Sam Laporta. And we will now not be able to get uh, C.J. Stroud stack with it. But the good news is that Crash Rich, who is now one of my most power, my most hated enemies, not my most powerful. I have no idea who he is. Uh, <laughs> my most hated enemies. He gets Noah Brown in the last round. Kudos to him. Crash Rich. Right to you. Uh, Pick'ems. Let's do it. 
And I think for the pick'em again, we're going to try to correlate for this one because uh, this is a side underdog. We actually can try to pick correlate your pick'em slips. You know what game I'm going to build around now because I did not fucking scratch my itch by doing that draft. Uh, we are going to go to the world of Houston, Denver, and CJ Shroud. <clears throat> Let me look up the game lines on probably as well uh, to see where the market data is because. Again, for a pick'em, the main thing you need to know for pick'em slips on underdog is that you do have to win 55% or I guess 44, 54.9% uh, per leg in a five-way pick'em. So ideally, you do want to have a market-established probability of 54.9% or more for each spot. That is where I do think our data probably is really helpful in terms of that, where you can go through the events. Um, actually, I wish I could show it on screen at the same time, but there isn't a logical way to do that. Uh, but I will show it after the video on the Probably App YouTube channel, so check that out for yourself. Uh, but let's check out Stroud's market passing line. I'm pulling it up in real time here. Oh, you're going to be at the game. I think it's going to be a fun game. I hope I hope it is a fun game. I really pray it's going to be a fun game. All right, Shroud over 1.5 passing touchdowns. Uh, of course, of course, they don't have his passing touchdowns prop. Why would they? Why would they? All right, so we can't have that. But a 58% probability on Shroud over one and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, looks like a strong market probability right now. Over 33.5 passing attempts is a 56. Yep, that's it. Shroud higher on 33.5 passing attempts. Market probability for this one is 56%. So we are over the threshold that we need to hit. And uh oh, it won't even let me click them now. Fuck again. I think I'm really justified in being mad at underdog because now because underdog doesn't have pickums in my state, it used to be that I could click them and enter them. Now I can't click them and enter them either. So that's shitty. Uh <laughs> All right, well, I would play C.J. Stroud higher. 33.5 passing attempts is going to be it. Oh, fucking frustrating day here in the world of underdog. Uh, let's look up Tank Dell props. Tank Dell, 4.5 receptions, 62.5 receiving yards. Tank's longest reception. They don't do longest reception underdog for most of the players. Uh, let's see. Under 4.5 is a 48% probability, so 52% on over 4.5. Um, all right. Higher on Tank Dell's 4.5 receptions. This, this means the last week of pickup slips on air, guys. I appreciate Tyler offering here, but I'm not, I'm not going to do anything that requires more work <laughs> at this point. So uh, let's go with the Shroud over 33.5 completions. Tank Dell uh, higher on 4.5 receptions. What else can we get in this fucking game that's ruining my life? Cortland Sutton, or actually Russ is probably a safer prop to hit if we are game stacking here. Fuck the frustration, turn negatives into positives. I mean, the positive is that I don't have to do a pickup slip next week. The positive, by the way, is that you can follow me on Probably App Next and I'll do some real betting market shit. Uh, but for right now, this is just irritating is what it is. It's amazing how, like, and again, I don't want to, like, make this bag on Underdog Day. It's amazing how many, like, things come together at once where you're like, why? Like, why? Why are you doing? There's no reason to do this. Why do this? And I feel like they're lately, it's a lot of it that they're doing that I observe. But neither here nor there. Uh, Russell Wilson, 52% probability of over 20 passing completions here. That's a good call. Next week, I'll just do probably bets on here. That, that That's a smart one by Spurious News. So we'll do that next week. Um, 20.5 completions. I would take the higher on that one. So over 33.5 on Stroud. Uh, higher, I keep saying over. Higher on four and a half on Tank Dell. Higher on the uh, 20.5 completions for Russ. And then what else can we get in this game? Could the Singletary have anything fun? Devin Singletary. 
Um, and if you are using probably data, like the best way to do it would be to go to our, you know, fuck it. Let's just, let's just switch this over um, at this point. Cause I'm just going to show you guys how to use probably to build pickums in a better way um, that I've not been showing on stream. So hold on one second. I'm going to have to switch the fucking branding around and shit. And let's go to this screen instead. And let's share. Hold on. There's a lot of things I got to do here on the, on the production end that you're going to see in real time, which is always very exciting. All right. Then we'll go to this version. No, this version here. All right. This is what it looks like on probably usually, which you're going to see in a moment um, on at probably app on YouTube. And here's what I'm doing here. So basically what you go is you filter down to NFL. You can then find all the markets for available games. And what I would try to do is just go through game by game and find ones that have over 55% probability for a market that is currently live on underdog. We're currently working on a way to automate this, but that's what I would try to advocate for because you will find plus EV bets. If you just want to find plus EV bets on probably, um, let's scroll through and find a few here. And this is going to be the same thing that I do on the probably video. So act surprised when you see it in a moment. Um, all right, NFL. It is loading in real time. If you're not familiar with what we do, it probably here's what we do. We, we track basically the top performing sports books around the world to determine a true probability for every event in sports. We then use that true probability to grade out real bets at legal local, uh, legal local sports books around the U.S. And basically what that does, is that anytime there's a uh, difference in efficiency and probability, it means you're taking an advantageous bet when it has a plus EV score. It's the same thing that Odd Jam does. There's a lot of similar sites. Odd Shopper does a similar thing. But using player projections is the foundation of what they do. But that's basically what it is. You're tackling market inefficiencies. It's like buying a stock for 50 bucks when the market says the stock is worth $150. That's what the betting process looks like here. Some plus EV bets that I would take, and this would actually be one that I think is probably live on Underdog as well. Uh, let me just check this. Higby, yeah. Under 26.5 receiving yards is a 54% probability. An underdog, it is a 25.5 receiving yard bet. Best odds right now are BetMGM at minus 110. But if you find the minus 110 odds at BetMGM or you know at DraftKings, at FanDuel, it's the same bet here. Good for a 3.3 probably score. Ideally, what you want to do is find bets that are around a 50% probability to win but have plus money. Uh, but at minus 110, that's, you know, that's standard VIG for most sports books out there. Uh, Packers money line here is absolutely a long shot. I would not advocate for And if I don't click on it, it doesn't count on the record, but it is technically a plus EV bet. Um, you will find better bets as well in NBA, um, cause NBA is a little bit less efficient of a market than NFL is, but over 45.5 in Texas versus Broncos is a 52% chance to hit. So we are talking about going safely over a line that's near the market line, uh, plus money bet here. So this would be a good one. ESPN bet. I say it a lot in the probably YouTube channel, um, softest book out there. The issue is they, they fuck you on parlays. If you push on a parlay, they're going to declare the parlay a loss. Um, that's stupid on their end, but you shouldn't be playing that many parlays anyway. Um, taking plus money bets that have a 50% probability or more is like the sports book paying you VIG. So I would say over 45 and a half in Texas versus Broncos would be a good bet. Let's see, ones over two we could take. Oh, this actually would probably be a, a good line to take an underdog as well. Let me see what Judy's market line is on there. Uh, under 47.5. Yep, Judy's got 47.5 on underdog as well. So I would take the lower on Judy receiving yards. I guess that would be the last part to put into our pick'em slip, or I guess one of the last parts. 54.9% probability, so right on the nose with what you need for each leg to win in a pick'em, and a minus 115 odds is what you're getting at a sports book. Good for a 2.6 probably score. Uh, so that's that. Uh, Falcons plus 0.5 first quarter point spread 3.7 probably score very easy for them to pick up an early lead in that game a uh, 65% probability minus 170 odds we're getting a little bit closer to an area where uh, you're paying a little bit too much of a premium for a safe bet but it's a 3.7 probably score so you are winning 3.7% more money if the bet were played infinitely which is how you should approach betting Higby again 
Cardinals, this one's okay. And this is what the process looks like at probably, but I think the event stuff is going to be more interesting for a lot of you folks out there. It's basically what you could do. And you can see, obviously, we have every event going on right now. Uh, loading very quickly today for some reason, which is a positive to see. Uh, but you scroll through here. Here's every bet from every game. This is how I put together the probably email that I'm putting out later today. Um, you can get on the list by either having a probably account for free or going to probablyapp.com and get on our mailing list. But basically, I look at the top five most probable events based off this data. And you can see, again, every bet here sorted by probability. Um, so you can see what everything is looking like. That is what a process should look like. If you want to get good underdog picks, you can just go through game by game and see, okay, is this the match of the pickup line that we have an underdog? Um, it's not as like straightforward as it's going to be at some point when we create the pick em product, uh, but this is what it is here. Chargers, um, let's try to show you guys how I'd analyze one of these. So for the probably email, what I usually do is just look at the top five markets. So we see a 78% chance of a Dolphins win. Curtis Samuel under uh, player touchdowns means that maybe the Curtis Samuel hot streak ends. What you're trying to do if you are going through this just as like an information tool is just determine how markets are spending their money to tell you how the game is expected to go. Um, that's where probably is a lot of utility for fantasy. And that's something too where uh, there's nothing like this that you can get for fantasy research. That's where I get the most value out of it. Like writing up the probably email every week has been a thing that helps me key in on games a lot better. Um, and I talk about games that I think will be shootouts every week. So uh, this is what it looks like here. Tyreek under 7.5 receptions is a 57% probability. Doesn't mean that he's going to be a bad play, but it does mean if you're expecting him to have again, one of those Cooper cup 10 catch games for 150 yards, that's not how he gets there. It's got to be big plays. It has to be a game more like DK Metcalf had yesterday. I'm um, an under 51 and a half for this game as well. Uh, the market line is going to be in Miami and market line is at where the fuck is this bet? Oh, here we go. 49, no, 49.5. So when you see an under 51.5 and the market line is 49.5, that means this game has a pretty good shot to go over the actual market over under, which means it's a higher probability to be a shootout. That's a key part of my process. That like, this is how you use betting markets to find things that you need to actually see, not just plus EV bets. Um, like there's a lot of utility probably that's Number one is a research tool. Number two, to find the plus EV bets. And obviously the plus EV bets thing, that's if you're betting. But if you do want to use it for fantasy, I really would advocate checking it out at probably.com. And obviously, you know, you guys know the deal. This is my baby. This is my product. It's not somebody else's thing I'm shilling for. Um, so use that promo code. It says first here, use promo code SPLASH. It's only for Splash Play viewers. It'll save you 50% on a monthly package. So basically, I think you're paying $10 a month uh, for our monthly pregame data. If you want to get in there for that first month, or you can buy a year and really make my year. Um, but that would be then saving you 250 bucks on a year for the premium package, which includes live in-game stuff as well. Uh, but that's how that goes, guys. I'm now running out of steam here and I have to do more content. So let's hop out here. Appreciate oh, I gotta fucking take too many things to take off here <laughs> on the probably version of things. Let's go back to splash play. All right, shouts to the Squirt Squad. New names to add on here, but thank you to all of you fine folks as well as our new signups to help me put on the show here. Of course, if you want to help me continue to put on the show, hit the join button down below, $4.99 a month. I will also send out the data sheet for the weekend here. I guess I'm going to wait until we get some of the injury updates. So it might be tomorrow morning again, but I will make sure I do it with enough time for you guys to review. That's part of it here. Of course, join down below and shout out to all these fine folks. I guess I'll read the names. Robert Griffin III, Historical Anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, Mathology, Rupesh, Willis, Nick Hedlin, Ivan Black, Rod B. Throbin, a very real name. It's Just Port, our guy Mark, a.k.a. Io, a.k.a. Tony Mark, Rob Van Natten, Brandon Wagner, Consiglieri, Bullock, Aaron D., Nez, Jake Twitchell, Fucking Alpha, Sammy Telesco, I Am The KY, Kevin Castro, Eric Jones, Colin Mann, Matt Schwab, Gamblestein, Lateralis. Now you could add in KG and Go Birds onto that list. Thank you guys for helping me put on the show. Of course, follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. 
Again, probably.com slash subscribe. Promo code splash saves you 50% on a monthly or yearly package. So check it out. But of course, you can do what I just did on screen for free. Um, besides the most profitable sort, you can go by event and just scroll through every event. That is a free part of the product. So check it out at probably.com. And I'll be hopping over there now to do NFL best bets, but you saw a few of them here. Um, so no spoilers, but I will see you guys again soon. Enjoy your days. And of course, good luck. Bye.